I couldn't believe what Blue allowed me to do. Hi, neighbor. Welcome to another unplugged episode of Anchors of Encouragement. My name is Tim Maudlin, husband, adoptive parent, Bible class teacher, and ambassador of encouragement. I'll get to what I couldn't believe about Blue in just a moment. But before that, let me bring those of you who haven't heard the first part of this story up to speed. In episode 66, I shared the story about our cat, Blue. She's a stray cat that adopted us about two or three years ago. When she first showed up at our back door, she was very skittish. In fact, when you would approach her, she would run away. However, over time, as we fed her and talked really nicely to her, she did eventually allow me to pet her which was a big step. But there were still times when Blue would sense something that she didn't quite like, she would run away. Several weeks ago now, we noticed Blue was gaining weight and we guessed that she was pregnant. And then two or three weeks ago now, the weight was gone. I was trying to figure out where she had the kittens And watching her one day, I noticed her going back to the barn and she went into the side of the barn where there was a hole at the bottom. Well, I went into the barn to see if I could figure out where they were. And I got over to the section of the barn that I thought they were in. And when I got closer to that part of the barn where we store our firewood, I heard a growl. That was blue. And that was my cue to leave. Later that day, when she was eating down at the back door, I saw that as my opportunity to go up and see if I could find the kittens. I went up to the barn, moved some boxes that were holding our kindling, and lifted up one of the pallets. And there they were, four kittens, two tabbies, two calicos. Blue came up just as I got everything covered back up. And again, let me know that I needed to leave. That's where the story ended in episode 66. It's been about a week or so since then. And I wanted to share with you an update. And this is where you're going to hear the thing that surprised me about Blue. The thing she allowed me to do that I thought was never possible. As I mentioned, the kittens were safe and secure and being well taken care of in the barn under a pallet. The next day, after episode 66 launched, Blue moved the kittens. She moved them from the safety of the barn down to the back door underneath our carport on concrete, totally exposed. And I talked to my wife and I said, this is not safe. We live in the country. There are too many predators around. It wasn't safe for those kittens to stay where they were. My wife and I talked it over and we decided we were going to try to move the kittens inside. I moved Blue's feeding bowl over to the side several feet away and she went over there and that was our opportunity to move the kittens. My wife prepared a small box with a towel in it, and she put that in 
a half bath that we have in our house. She also put a bowl with more food, a water bowl, and a litter box for Blue. When we got the four kittens moved, the next thing, the next challenge, was how were we going to get Blue to go inside? I was banking on the fact that if she knew her kittens were inside, she would go there. She has shown a dedication to those kittens to want to protect them, to nurture them. She's done a really good job so far, but I had to get her in the house. So far, she's always allowed me to pet her, but she has never allowed me to pick her up. I got close to her. She wasn't running away. As I petted her head, I was able to grab her behind the neck, much like she would grab her kittens to move them, and I lifted her up. I'm still amazed with how a cat will freeze when they're in that position. Blue froze, and I was able to get her into the house. But before I could get her into the half bath, she got loose in the house, and she took off. She just freaked out which is understandable. I mean, she has never been in a house. She's always been an outdoor cat. She's in unfamiliar surroundings. She took off. She ran in our kitchen. She jumped on the cabinet, ran across the stove, and then into a back bedroom. My son and I went into the back bedroom to look for her, and he found her first. She had wedged herself into a corner behind a bunch of boxes. So once again... I tried to see what kind of rapport I had with Blue. I approached her. I could tell she was scared. I gently petted her on top of the head and talked really nicely to her. And again, I was able to grab her by the back of the neck and lift her up and put her in the bathroom with the kittens. We closed the door and we would check on her every once in a while. And she seemed to be adapting really well to the situation. In fact, every time we opened the door, it seems like she was in the box with the kittens and they looked just fine. But we realized that for a cat that's used to being outdoors, that's really difficult to be cooped up in one room all the time. So we thought it would be good after a couple of days to see if she would want to go outside. I opened the door one day and she was out of the box and the kittens were asleep. And I talked really nicely to her and petted her on top of the head. And again, I was able to grab her by the back of the neck, lift her up, and put her outside. She seemed to really enjoy that. She was gone for a while. She ran off. Didn't run off, actually. She just walked off. She seemed to enjoy being outside again. After a while, I looked at the back door, and there she was. She was waiting to come back in. I grabbed her behind the neck, brought her back in. This is where it gets interesting. So far, the only way I've been able to pick up Blue is by grabbing her behind the neck like she would grab her kittens. Yesterday, when I put her outside, after a while she came back just like she's been doing. And I thought, I'm going to try something. Rather than try to grab her by behind the neck like I usually do, I wanted to see what kind of trust level we had now. And you know what? She allowed me to pick her up like you would a house cat, one that's been domesticated. I was shocked. But she was calm. 
I picked her up, brought her in the house, put her back with her babies, and she was fine. We've gone through that routine a few times now, and she now is allowing me to pick her up really gently, put her outside, or bring her back. She comes to the back door, and she's waiting to come back in to take care of her babies. That level of trust has taken a long time. Let's get to your daily doable. There are those of you listening to this podcast right now who have adopted children through the foster care system. A lot of times those children are older. Those children come from trauma. Those children have a hard time trusting adults. And even in our case, we adopted our sons as infants. There can be times later in their lives where they start to have trust issues with you. Even though you've always been there, they have trust issues. The takeaway I want you to get from this story about our cat blue and what I would like you to internalize for yourselves is that it takes time to develop trust. As you're trying to build that rapport with your adopted children, shower them with love. But as I've said in other episodes, love is not enough. Of course, you need to shower them with love. But you also need to be willing to show them grace, to understand that they have deep-seated emotions and feelings that they're trying to process that in some cases they don't even understand. Show them grace. Shower them with love. Show compassion to them. And then over time, you can start to develop, grow, and strengthen that trust. It can happen. It doesn't happen overnight, though. But I believe if you are patient with them, you show love to them, you show compassion to them, you show grace to them, that you can build that rapport of trust in time. That's all for this episode. I want to thank you for joining me. I hope this story about a cat named Blue and how she has come around to actually trusting me more will encourage you to stay the course. These children God has blessed us with need us to be there for them. Even when it might appear that they don't want us around, we need to show them grace, compassion, love, and just be willing to stay the course. Hope and healing are on the way. Until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now.